This is the Elk Hunt Podcast, home to everything elk hunting. I'm your host, Cody Rich. From fellow DIYers to elk hunting legends, we have elk hunting stories, tips, tactics, and more to get you pumped for elk season. Join us every week for great elk hunting content. That's how they know that I uh, did my research. You come across uh, as a, a more versed ag strategist with glasses on? Yeah, it's like I'm a I'm the librarian of tags in Wyoming. All right, <laughs> uh, dude. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're kicking it off. We're gonna talk about Wyoming, your home state. Uh, you probably know more about it than I do. Uh, actually, someone messaged me the one we did last year. I totally forgot we did this last year. Uh, one of the Patreons sent sent it to me and was like, uh, "Hey, do this again." I was like, "Yeah, well, I was planning on it. Uh, I don't remember what we said last year, so perfect. We'll start all over." Um, benefits of having a short memory and doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah, dude. Plus there's a lot of stuff that last year I'm sure that I was like, Hey, this might be happening. And then now we know what is happening. So, right. uh, it's a year. It's going to be like super uncertain what the frick's going to happen this year for draw odds and stuff. But, uh, at least we know like what to expect for the changes. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, let's, let's just dive into the first one. What's your take on the new tag prices? People are pissed. So I personally don't think there's that much elasticity in that special price. Uh, I think that there's going to be like, I, I, I'm not going to say there's not going to be people who don't, don't drop out, but I don't think it's going to end up just being a fire sale on those expensive tags. If you're spending 1300 bucks before what's $1,300 to somebody versus $2,000 to that same person. Uh, I don't know. Did it like personally, I think about it. Cause like personally, am I, do I think about it differently? And I would say like, it's kind of getting there. Like I'm not going to spend And Here's where it's the difference. It's not that I'm not going to put in like, but I would right. say like, I, I'm not going to take risks like on a $2,000 tag. Maybe I still will. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm on that line of like, gosh, that seems expensive to like throw in on a special that, you know, if I get it, I get it. Or like, maybe I don't really want that hunt. So you're like, man, I really got to think like, do I want that hunt? And so I think there's subtle changes. I don't think it's like, well, people aren't going to buy the tag and, and, you know, odds are going to go way up. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Maybe, maybe a touch of it though. I mean, dude, money's like not nothing these days. It's true, but I, I wish I knew the stats on how many people go outfitted or whatever with that special draw, because that intent, that was the intention all along is like, look, outfitters want an easy way to get their guys drawn. And, uh, I, I don't think like someone who's going to pay 10 grand for their outfitted hunt is going to balk in or, yeah. 700 bucks, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I also think there's a chance here where if I was a non-resident looking at it, I would be looking at the, the random drawing odds. And if you're in that one, two, three point world, you'd be like, oof, the, the special random drawing odds should be pretty darn good. I, I, in some, in some hunts, I think that that would just make sure that you like, throw down for that $2,000 like uh random draw in a state in a unit or a hunt that you know will be fun. Like, I don't know that like I would you do actually that for, want. Right. Yeah. I don't know that I would do that for a general or not. You know, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my two cents on it too. It's like, I, you know, do I really want the general, you know, uh, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll dive into that. Um, so I do, I do think it, it makes a difference. Uh, I would love to see some numbers on this because you know, that there, there is an argument to me that in some places, some cases, 
the the actual non-special has higher draws um and i'm like oh that's interesting you know like because people are uh you know everyone thinks that special is going to get them something special uh so yeah it, it's it's interesting i i think it will move the numbers i i really do i really think that like maybe a small percentage um and maybe you don't even notice because like the the numbers are still climbing as far as like point creep so it's it's hard, really hard to say but you know the the general changes also get very interesting to me so for those who don't know uh Wyoming has kind of had just like if you draw a general there's a huge chunk of units all across the state that you could get um and you could draw that in um the uh special which is like you pay more for the tag or you could go the regular which is a cheaper tag. And and for those who don't know, like that was kind of like, a, as Jaden had said, a way for outfitters to get more tags. Like if you were willing to pay more, there was supposed to be better odds that never actually really came to fruition. So backing up to this new general general season rule. So before, again, it was like you drew general and there was kind of units all over the state. Now they're breaking it up into three like subcategories similar to what they do for deer, but kind of different. Um, why don't, why don't you explain? I'm sure you know more than I do. So originally they were going to do it almost identical to deer and they proposed 13 regions, which I was like, that made more sense to my brain, having been familiar with their, the way they do their deer structure. But somehow they went back to the drawing board in the middle of this whole process and ended up just coming up with the three regions, East, Southern and Western regions. Like if you look at the Western region, it is gigantic and it has more than twice as many uh, tags as the next region, which is the Southern region. So it just, it, that seems pretty silly uh, in my, in, in my opinion, but uh, regardless. Yeah. So you have the three regions now, the Eastern region is the one that's dominated by, uh, by private land. You're going to have to really want to know where you want to hunt before you put in for that tag or otherwise you could end up uh, in a pickle with no place to hunt. <laughs> and then uh, the Southern region is like a thousand tags. That's a lot of public land stuff. A lot of elk, uh, not necessarily giant elk, but just like good numbers of them. I'd expect, and no grizzly bears. I expect that one's probably, I've had a, de- I actually had a de- debate with uh, Hanneman at uh hunting fool about this the other day. He thinks the Western region is going to go higher than the Southern. And I think Southern's going to be the highest. So Ooh, uh, what's your reasoning there? They, so in the Western region, they took like the number of people who said that they hunt in the Western region and then they added 200 tags. And then in the Southern part of the state, they just basically kept the tags the same. And, um, I think in the Western region, you have a lot more wilderness, you've got a lot more grizzly bears. So when people are weighing out the wilderness and grizzly bears factor, um, I think that they're going to look towards the Southern region more often than not. But, yeah, but I think the reality is that most of those people are hunting the West. Like, even if they're like, oh, I can hunt the whole state, they're only hunting the West, right? Like, I, I just feel like that's where most people go. There's some people hunting the East, very few. There's a number of people hunting the Southern, you know, I just think that the anyone who is hunting the Southern isn't going to really change. And I think if you like hunted the West, but always thought you'd hunt the South, you probably end up just going back to the West. And so like, I, I struggle to see that, but maybe you're right. New, new pe- people who coming into this like pool of, uh, you know, hunters hunting Wyoming, maybe they're like anti-grizzly. Uh, so they'd want to go South. It does seem to kind of frame it like, Ooh, once I have to choose, I think the South, I think you're right. I think the South is going to go up, but I don't think that the West is going to get easier to draw. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, I would in my like, you know, not Nostradamus over here, but my like little <laughs> prediction is like, I think the West will look a lot like however last year's draw looked, maybe creep up a half point or something. And then I think you'll gain a point on the South, maybe two even depending on the draw. I think you might gain two points out of the South on the. Uh, so you think the South general is going to be like six or seven points? Yeah, I think it's going to be seven. For special or regular? Regular, regular, regular. Okay. Regular. The cheap draw, the cheap draw. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the East? Do you think it's going to be easier or harder? Do the East is going to be really easy to draw. Uh, that's the one where that's the one where I don't want to give away too much specifics. But if someone did their research, that could be a that could be a sleeper. <laughs> I, I was good. Well, I if, I didn't know you were trying to hide this, but I was going to say my choice would definitely be the East. I think it's a very difficult hunt. I think which is fine. I think that you know I would rather have a a harder time up front and an easier time in in season than the the inverse which is like to go say south and be like oh i don't have to i can just kind of bounce around but i think that's where most hunters are they like kind of like yeah oh i'm gonna go to this unit you know i'll figure it out when i get there and then they you know they spend a bunch of time figuring it out there i would rather you know do all the work ahead of time in the east side and figure out where all these places i'm going to go and then i have i don't know that it's going to be easier uh, you know, on the east side, but I, I do think that it's you know very doable. But I'm very intrigued at an eastern general tag that costs two to three points, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, if it ends up being five points, totally different story, right? And so, like, if I'm in that category, and you have to be the type of hunter that this works for, uh, you know, this is going to be not your typical uh, elk hunt. I think there's some places. Uh, that it could be, you know, a calling elk hunt. But I, I think that if I was in that two to three point strategy and I really wanted a Wyoming tag, I'd probably be looking at the East, but that's just me. Um, you know, yeah. who knows what's going to happen this year. And then like, whenever you have these big changes, I think that opens up some opportunity uh, that otherwise wouldn't, you know what I mean? Uh, so <laughs> because if it, if it happens this year, it goes, you know, two, three points on the East side. Next year, I guarantee it bumps back up to four because people are like, oh, I can get it at two. You know what I mean? And so that oh. I think it changes. Yeah. And I think it's going to have to stabilize over time, right? Like just right. whenever you have these these big of changes, especially happening at one time, it's going to be a little bit rocky. Uh, yeah. But like you're talking, I mean, that east side, I it's fine. So one of the things also <laughs> are you mad is that... like, no, no, it's good. There's some crazy long season dates on that east side. So like you could yeah. do like a, you could do like a one or you could do like two or three trips as a non-resident spread throughout the fall until you figure it out. So yeah, yeah that's where I think yeah, that's but like you said, probably not calling much. You're not going to just run around on forest. I mean, it's just like not that kind of a hunt. Yeah. It's a I mean, if you can knock on doors um and like plan it that way to be like, Hey, maybe try to get some permission or something along those lines or just do the hustle game. I think it's doable. Uh, you know, what's, so what did, uh, I was going to look, did, did the big horns end up? Yeah. The big horns ended up basically on the West side, which is funny. So one thing I'm kind of concerned about with that Western region is if people draw and then they find out about how much wilderness is up there in places around like Pinedale or Cody or whatever. And they, also consider the grizzly bears that I'm a little bit worried that those 2,700 tags are going to have some concentration of people in the couple of areas with no grizzly bears and no wilderness. Um, granted, like some of those areas already are getting pretty hit pretty hard, like the Wyoming range. Uh, 
but I do think it might make things a little bit sketchier or a little bit more crowded, uh, especially that first year when people just don't really know yet. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think that pretty much the West is kind of where most people hunt anyway, it seems. Uh, and so like, I feel like, you know, people hunted there before that's where they're going to hunt. Um, I, I do find it interesting at first I was like, I was kind of bummed that they didn't add more of, you know, the bighorn units, you know, the thirties over to the East side, but I actually kind of think that makes a little bit of sense. Um, I wish some of those units would just be easier to draw. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, I don't think it's going to change a lot. My, my question for you is like, do you think that this structure of general season will change anything for the limited entry tags and hunts? Ooh, that's a good question. <clears throat> no, I don't think it'll change too much there. I think that you'll still see the number of tags given out in the limited entry keep increasing. Like they're just like elk are reproducing quickly, apparently. <laughs> so it just is one of those things where I like, it seems like there's going to be more opportunity over there. The other thing that I, I, you know, and I'm curious about your thoughts on this, but the other thing I see coming down the pipe is uh, more raghorn tags. So they have these like, tags that are five points or less on one side um and i could see a couple more of those happening uh they seem to be getting pretty popular um so i'm curious what you think about those as an opportunity for people especially when you know just in general the opportunity is pretty limited for the for the bull tags uh without a pile of points i don't think that those numbers are going to be huge i think a ton of people i i basically put them in the same category as spikes because i think you have to be willing to shoot a spike if you're going to go and say like, I can only shoot a raghorn, like what's the difference? I think in a lot of people's minds, they don't see a huge difference. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I just don't think that you're going to get a, a big number of people going over. Now, if it was like five point uh, less, you know, like, I don't know. I just don't, I really think people struggle. Like everyone wants to shoot a big six point or at least be able to shoot a six point. And I think people are going to really struggle when some of these, you know, uh, raghorn tags are still the same amount of points as some of these, you know, bigger ones. So I think that I get it. You're trying to make more opportunity. Uh, but I don't know if people are going to take the bait. That's what, that's the thing. I don't know. So I think by that assessment, if you're someone who is a raghorn killer, might, might yeah. be right up your alley. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Wyoming's an opportunity state. Like that's, well, they it's do weird have because... big bulls, but at the end of the day, I think that like, no. if I, I look at Wyoming and I think most people are going there and just hunting elk and I think that's great. Like, I think that's, you know, it's a great opportunity state. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, either you could call it, whatever you want to call it, opportunity or it's a good experience state. Cause it's not super crowded like Colorado. Um, that might be another way to think about it too, but I, I totally agree with you, especially, you know, I've gotten two years now of hunting some of these like really high end, like the highest end tags in the state and, uh, boy, like anything special is real tough, real, real tough to find. Yeah. And uh, I, I but mean, they're still fun hunts. Well, the thing about Wyoming for elk is it's a lot like Colorado for deer and I like it's, I don't say that lately. It's not exactly the same, but in Colorado on yeah. most of those deer hunts, you know, you, you have the, like you could just turn up a big bull or a buck, you know, like you could shoot a 180 on a lot of different units. And I think, you know, Wyoming is not necessarily great at like, Oh, I drew the top, top tag. That means I'm going to shoot a 350. I think it means like, yeah, they, they're there. Um, and there's a lot of units that have 350 bulls, you know, and yeah. like, you know, the, so the opportunity, I, I don't know, 
how it depends on how you structure the word opportunity. You know, I struggle to like put this title of opportunity out when it like takes five years to get a text. Every opportunistic to me, you know, like yeah. on a macro scale. Now, I don't know. So like every five years, you go shoot a raghorn. Like that seems not very opportunity. So I don't know. I struggle with like how you define that word. Um, but I think Wyoming is one of those states where just because it's a lot of points doesn't mean it's like guaranteed big bulls, like some other states, you know, they have that age class. Wyoming has got a whole list laundry list of issues with like getting that age class and not to mention density and all these other problems that like, uh, there's a lot of logistical things. Like, as you know, a lot of these hunts where there's big bulls, not easy. Like logistically they're hard hunts. Um, and so like, there's just a difference. And so I, I, you know, I tend to lean towards most people should probably look at Wyoming as like an opportunity or an experienced state, like, you know, get some at bats. Right. And so if you're looking at it from that perspective and you can get, you know, one of these five point tags. Yeah. I mean, it's probably good at bats. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I keep going back to, uh, the cow, the, our cow tag conversation yeah because <laughs> i think you know if you're looking at five years or four years whatever the time frame is of hunting but you can go hunt the unit that you're wanting to hunt in the future like on these cow tags then i think that that's where it builds on itself and you can make good on it you know when you finally do have the bull tag because in but, wyoming those are like separate right like, like it's not burning your points because they're uh is it still burning elk points if i draw a cow tag so there's two types of cow tags. There's the full price cow tags, which uh, you could spend $2,000 on a cow tag if you're not careful. So <laughs> just pay attention. Uh, you have the full price ones, which are in the general, which are in the main drawing that take preference points if you put them as your first choice. So it's like, again, don't do that unless you know what you're trying to do. I, If I was in the regular draw and I wanted to go, I just didn't have another hunt. Maybe I'd put one of those down. Uh as my second choice uh, and you can check those out. But then there's the whole pool of just like reduced price cow tags. They're like 300 bucks and there's no points. There's just a random draw. Uh, and that's where I would be playing if I wanted to just like go fill the freezer okay. and learn the, yeah. And, and like learn the unit that I want to hunt for a bull in the future. Yeah. But those reduced cow tag, uh, they don't have those in every unit. So is that it's just like some units, some areas or like, and isn't the units different or something? Uh, the units, I mean, like they're the same on the, uh, map, but basically the, uh, way that they work is those reduced price are across most of the state. But if the, like the herd isn't over objective, then they won't have those tags. So mm. just it happens to be like the herd is over objective in most of the state. So there's a lot of them, but yeah, not every unit. Okay. Um, let's talk about favorites. Do you want to like. Uh, do you want to not say anything about like favorites, uh, areas, regions, like what's doing well, what's not doing well? Uh, I don't mind. Let's just, let's just send it. Cause like <laughs> then people will get, then people will get something out, out of this. And, um, like we talked about before, like people rarely actually take action on the information we give them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you like? Um, Hmm. I, I kind of want to ask you about like, well, I like the East. Um, you know, I think East is good. I think there's some, like I was putting in for some of the stuff um, in the big horns 
And I think I'm going to change that strategy. I think there were some, some tag changes in there. I don't love them anymore. Um, I don't have a unit that I really, really love. Um, I mean, obviously kind of like, you know, the, the Northwest corner, I think is good. Uh, obviously like I'd have to like tie you to my wrist so I could go in the cool places. Uh, but like, you know, like that's a benefit that I have that a lot of people don't, I, I still think that there's really good bull hunting in the West side. Uh, if you can deal with Grizzlies, uh, I think the East from what I understand, like I think it's still, I don't think it's comparable to like what Montana has these from Montana, like just not even close. So I, I do like it, but I would, I hesitate at the, depending on the point size, like, you know, like I like it at two or two points, but do I like it at like eight points? That seems, you know, like where I draw the line. Um, you know, I am kind of interested in the South stuff, but like, again, I have, I, I don't think the quality is quite there. So I struggle with that. So that's kind of where I am. I, Again, I do. We've had this conversation last year on this. Like, there's nothing in Wyoming that's like, ooh, that's cool. That's that's a that's the hunt I want to do. It's more about like, I would really, I really want to go do a wilderness backpack or a horseback hunt. That that's kind of like, it's more about the experience than actually like, I really want to get this unit or this draw this tag. There's really very few, and the ones that are, are like max points. So it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look, as a resident. uh, I was just talking to one of my hunting buddies yesterday and we already have a, an elk hunt planned for 2020, uh, for opening day of rifle for 2024. <laughs> and it's going to be in the wilderness in grizzly bear country. Like that's where, that's where if you're like in the general world, uh, the kind of the most bang for your buck would be if you have that general tag, in my opinion. Uh, but like you're saying, <clears throat> if you, if you're talking about a f- six year wait versus a, two-year wait uh that east side for sure um there's some hunts that like i they keep adding a couple new skews you know like just a couple new types of hunts year in and year out um like they added some late season bull hunts a couple years ago that the first year they added it the freaking drawing odds were really good and um people went in there and had a really great hunt they killed a bunch of bulls on that on that hunt that year and then they brought those tag numbers down. They were like, "Oh, that was a little too easy to kill elk," and uh, <laughs> it made it hard to draw and stuff. So those are the things that I'm most excited about. Is when people when Wyoming adds a hunt or tries to do something different with season dates or with the bag limit or whatever, right? Like, and I feel like they the, do a lot of that too. Like they always yeah. add these hunts, and then like you'll you'll like look at the draw odds later. You're like, I, "How is that a zero point draw?" And you're like, "Oh, you know, nobody put or like one person put in for it or something crazy." Like yeah. I've seen that in the data a few times. Yeah, those are the ones where I think the sleepers are for sure. Uh, like they added, uh, 10 bull tags, like for a hunt this year that I don't think took hardly any points for the two tags that were given to non-residents. So like, those are the things I would be paying attention to if I was a little bit of a gambler and I wanted to, and I wanted to just like go have these like unique hunts. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And the hard part about that though, is like, I, I, it's different if you live there and like, you're going to hunt there. Whereas, you know, do I have the time? What, you know, like you may, I guess if you draw it, you make the time. Like that's where I struggle with some of those things. Like a $2,000 tag that I'm going to put in for, it's like, Oh, you know, maybe I get it. Maybe I don't. Like, I just hate that. I, I don't know. For some reason I like to be like, okay, I have decent odds of getting this one and, and trying to work it into the schedule. Like keeping this like tally of what my year looks like is, I don't know. I shouldn't say kind of important, but it's like, yeah, you know, the gamble. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things I keep running into is like you're if Wyoming was in its va- its own vacuum, it would be like, God, this freaking sucks. But when you're talking <laughs> about, but when you're talking about Colorado dropping from 60, 40 to 75, 25 split this year, um, you look at like states like Idaho getting harder to get tags in or whatever the case is like in the whole landscape of the West, it's kind of like, eh, I guess this is what we're going to have to do. Right. Um, and I guess it's so. like first world problems because I get to hunt Montana every year. Right. So like I have Montana and then if I add Alaska or something, like I, I just don't have a ton of time. And so for me, it's like, you know, yeah. I, I'm looking at some of the late stuff, uh, in Wyoming, that's kind of, especially for 24, you know, I'm like, okay, do I just want to like, see if I can draw one of these late hunts or do I just like stack a point and not even worry about it? Um, you know, there's, there's always that. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I really am not, well, I don't know. We'll talk off podcast. I actually thought about just getting a general this year, try to go for the general. Um, I, maybe we'll talk about it. W- what's your take? Like, is the general, what's your like advice to a buddy who isn't hunting Wyoming? What would you call the general tag? Like what's the expectation? And maybe we'll just like do general West now. Cause that changed, but like, that's a good hunt. I would say for like three ten to three twenty bulls. You know, I think you're yeah. in that category. Yeah. Like, I think it's a great elk hunt. I what, mean, what's your the biggest bulls? The biggest bulls of the state. Like, regardless, like the biggest bulls uh, taken every single year are going to come out of that western region. Like, that's just it's that's an nice. elk factory, and there's big giant wilderness, and those elk get old. Like, that's just how that works out. So if you're a trophy guy and you're willing to work your face off, like there's not much that's too much better. I was just talking to a guy about this. Who's like in that seven point range or no, he's at nine. And I was like, man, if you like have access to pack uh, animals, like that Western region is, and you want to kill a giant, like a big, big bull, that Western region is hard to beat. But most people don't have those logistics dialed and don't want to hunt quite that hard. uh, In my, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think, I think the way I look at it is like, I drew the East last time. And now if I draw again, it's either got to be something special, which I am coming to the realization that there is nothing special. Uh, or I just want to have it on a year that I plan out the logistics and be like, okay, we're riding yep. in. And like, this is the hunt that year. Like I'm putting a bunch of eggs in that basket. Yep. I think that that's a good way to think about it. Now, yeah. the one thing you mentioned a little bit earlier that I like is, are these late hunts that are showing up the November stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, just even some in December and January that are around the state that I think people like, again, the logistics are a little bit tougher. You got to have like a side-by-side with tracks or snowmobile sometimes, or just be prepared to walk through deep snow a long ways. Uh, not an option. <laughs> yeah. Those are the hunts though, where I think a gem could show up for less points is like, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no free lunch, right? Like there's no secrets right. in Wyoming. It's like, you're gonna have to work hard no matter uh, so, dude, you've done a number of these late hunts now. Like it's some really good yeah. tags. What's your take on the late hunt stuff? Is it risky? It's pretty risky. Yeah. If you don't get the weather, so I've been lucky and we've gotten the weather when we hunted it, but I know like, especially up in the Cody stuff that some of those like really good late hunts, um, like that have maximum preference points, et cetera. You could go on a year like this year and not get snow and be like, oof, you're screwed. You yeah. Know? So 
yeah, they're really risky. I, I wouldn't want to burn a bunch of points on those late hunts, but those are the ones I think that I would try to like lie in wait and make happen uh, if you had the chance. Yeah, or try to get lucky early. Um, yeah. And that's that's the hard part. I think once you get up above a certain point threshold, it's like really hard to just take risks like that. You know what I mean? Like, and I yeah. get, you know, sunk cost fallacy, but you know, what's your take on some of the December hunts? You know, is there a January hunt you mentioned? Like, holy crap, that seems way too late. There's a, there's a, there's more than a couple. January oh, really? Hunts. Yeah. Do tell what, what is this January stuff we're talking about? <laughs> we're extending elk season into another year. I'm interested. <laughs> you could be. So right now the tag applications are open for 2024 and you and can still, still be hunting. hunting. On a, on a 2023 <laughs> tag. Uh, yeah, though, they just, especially the thing. Okay. Let me back it up. I think this is really the point. The average person cannot get to elk until elk are moved out of the mountains by snow, unless it's September and then it's nice and you can get to where the elk are bugling and running. Therefore, if we want to get any like real harvest on elk, like most of the time you got to get some big snow to push them to where people can glass them up from the truck or get to that. They're side by side to them. Right. And that's why these, these late bull hunts are occurring. Um, and that's again, I, I haven't, I don't actually want to lie. I've seen a couple big bulls come out of them, but I just also don't think that the clientele who are hunting those are necessarily looking for the big bulls. They're looking for easy bulls. So interesting. Who knows? So if a guy like me had the right tools, you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we could look at some specific ones offline, but yeah. 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 No. Uh, okay. I'm interested. I'm interested. Um, I, I also think that like a ton of people give up by then. Like I found that even on these yeah. December hunts, like if you're a guy that goes, or someone that goes hard, usually by December, you're like, yeah, either, you know, either run out of time with the missus or the mister or whatever, uh, or you just like, you burn out. And I don't think people hunt super hard on some of these late hunts. I, I enjoy them. I love them. Uh, you know, this year was kind of difficult because I felt like I sat on the sidelines until I had to go to Arizona, which was super hard to do. Uh, but once you like set that time aside, you know, to be that December hunt, man, I think there's, there's opportunity. And like, you're talking about hunts where like, you don't see a person. Uh, so, yeah. you know, so, so like there's that aspect of it, uh, cause it sucks. Like it's absolutely, or it can be absolutely miserable. So yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we should stop talking about this change subject. So September's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So September, well, and so here's the thing as, as a resident, as a Wyoming resident, I've been debating, do I start looking at these late hunts? Because then I like a lot of them, you don't hunt the September seasons. It's so hard. It's just like. Yeah, would you give up September to like have a really good late hunt? And it's like, ugh. but if you're in the case of Cody Rich or maybe someone who's out of state who's like, I'm gonna hunt Colorado in September and then I'm gonna do Wyoming in January or December, that makes a lot of sense to me. But yeah. I would have to pick up a September elk hunt, right, 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 right. You know, somewhere else uh, to make it seem even halfway sane. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, dude, it gets into like, uh, you have to watch for pendulums, which is to say like, if everyone is super hard gung ho on archery elk hunting, then like, you know, I'll swing over and hunt rifle late hunts where no one's at, you know, like, so like, you're just always trying to find that void. Uh, the problem is like, you know, now I have to like get a September hunt and, you know, be able to pick it up. Uh, and I kind of look at that as like, you know, uh, spoil lucky me, um, is I have archery in Montana every year. You know what I mean? Like, and so for me, it's like, 
I look at some of these tags and I struggle with putting in for September hunts. Cause I'm like, well, I can hunt Montana, you know, like I'm, I have that hunt. There's very few hunts I'd rather go do. I don't think I really want to go to Wyoming and hunt in September unless it was like a premier tag or something, but even then, uh, you know, so I yeah. look at like some, like, you know, I look at Nevada too, uh, as another great example, like, yeah, I could go archery hunt in Nevada, or I could just keep hunting Montana and put in for late rifle tags. So yeah. like, that's kind of, you know, just giving me a few more opportunities. Some of the, some of the States though, way harder to draw rifle tags. Uh, you know, Nevada seems to be a little bit the opposite where it's like, it's almost easier to draw a rifle tag than is it archery tag. Uh, which is kind of funny, but anyway, um, yeah, it's like, you know, what do you want out of it? Uh, I still though, I would love to go into the thoroughfare September horseback 20 miles. Like, yeah, I, I know we still gotta, we gotta do it. That's it, whenever you get to the point level where you can just make it happen, we should just make it happen because, well, that's the thing though, is like the, the point yeah. level is less, you know, you can draw some of those thoroughfare tags off one yeah. point or zero points. And so I'm like, uh, now I'm at the point where I'm like, I should just cash in and then I can go do that hunt. <laughs> when, say when, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Say when. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. Alrighty, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else we talk about on Wyoming? I think feel like we covered it pretty good. Um, yeah, I think so too. And we probably gave away the farm in some aspects. Yeah, someone's going to be pissed about this. But that's, right. <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, there's only so much that we can do. Uh, the other thing is... Uh, I think the summary of what you just talked about is like, if you are someone who has your own September hunting in your home state, am I talking like Oregon, Idaho, Montana, Colorado, even Utah, then I, then I like those late hunts in Wyoming as like a supplement. Um, because I think you can find some value in those tags. But if you're someone who's just like wanting to add opportunity to the rotation, then, um, you know, maybe just looking at that five-year plan or whatever, be a good place yeah. to put Wyoming in. Uh, I don't like that. I like both those strategies. What about this? Could you go and do a cow hunt in September? Archery cow hunt. Only Like you're only cow hunting. You're filling the freezer and now you can go on a late hunt and you're like, okay, now I'm big bull hunting. It's the opposite yeah. of what everyone else is doing, <laughs> yeah. dude. It is literally the opposite of what people are doing. Well, we already talked about this. Like <laughs> the bull hunt that I drew last year was... I knew it really well because I was cow elk hunting it and I was deer hunting it in previous years. And it just like made it way more fun. Yeah. So I'm all on board with this. I like, yeah, go cow elk hunt, uh, in a fun unit with bulls bugling. Like, yeah. In September it's fun. <laughs> yeah, dude, I dig it. Um, uh, yeah. So can you, I gotta look into these cow hunts. I might, I might want to do one. We also talked about doing, I, I still want to do an Idaho spike tag too. Like I've, there's so many hunts I want to do. And like, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this, like, what if we only did big bulls late and then, you know, chased, I mean, you can still chase bugles. I get people were like, oh, I could never stop chasing bugles. I'm like, well, if you're chasing cows, there's, there's bugling bulls next to next to them. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're just like an alarm system to tell you where they're at. It's great. (laughs) You should, Uh, uh, we'll talk offline, but, uh, it'd be fun to have you come down for like three, two, two to three days, uh, to try to kill a cow outside of town here. Dude, we're gonna, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, okay, I, we'll I can do this in Utah too. Like, this would be so fun. Uh, well, the thing yeah. is, at least if we go here, it's like, I think it would be a freaking a couple day op- opportunity. Like, I think it'd be a couple day endeavor. And I could draw that tag pretty easily. 
I'll, we'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. That's that's the pod. Uh, yeah, everybody's got questions. Uh, let us know, and we can try to answer some. And if if you're like, man, you guys need to cover how the system works, or whatever. I think we've done this like every year for like five years. So uh, go back and podcast. Not a whole lot's changed. Usually we talk about the updates, but uh, yeah, there's I mean plenty of information on how the draw works. Uh, yeah, I think I think Wyoming's worth it. Also, you can just build points too. Yeah. Do, 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 okay. Last question: Do people should people just be putting in for points, or should they yeah. just be putting in for tags every year? There's enough changing like year to year. I'd say put in for points. Like even if you don't know exactly what you want to do yet, it's worth it to just be building. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, and Wyoming's kind of expensive, so if like you know a point's like fifty bucks or something, and you can buy it in the summertime. So like yeah. even if you don't put in for tags like i can't hunt this year like definitely buy, be buying points because they come in handy for sure 100 percent. cool man all righty that's the pod peace Alrighty, guys thanks for tuning into the show if you like this episode do us a huge favor and share it with one of your hunting buddies also if you want a free hunt planner be sure to go check the link in the show notes it's 100 percent free you can download our hunt planning tool which is a great resource for kind of keeping track of all of your hunts your hunt plans your points all of those things pretty great resource go check it out links in the show notes or you can check our website www.elkhunt201.com <laughs> <laughs>